0: Hi everyone, this is the Jamie Marissa Podcast and this is episode 15, coming to you from Thailand, talking about the good, bad and ugly in combat sports and pop culture. Today my guest is Alex Bublier. He is a professional Muay Thai fighter, one of the few who were living and training out of Benjamin Muay Thai gym with Boakau. He has fought in big promotions such as Muay Thai Grand Prix, Lion Fight and All-Star Fight and now residing and training in Hui Hin. So welcome, Alex. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm Alex Buble from Romania originally. Then I moved to England about nine years ago. And then for the past two years, I've been living in Thailand. Just want to train and fight and have as many fights as I can. I've got a very specific number, but we'll get to that later. I want to reach the top level and be the the toughest fighter that I can possibly be. That's all all about me.
0: Yeah, were you training Muay Thai in Romania? Or did you start in England?
1: No, I've trained Muay Thai. No, sorry, I've trained kickboxing in Romania for eight years. There was no Muay Thai. There still is no Muay Thai in Romania. Really? Uh, there is, is only a name, but it's just a, a sort of an adaptation of kickboxing. Right. Uh, there will be very soon, as I'm as I'm I'm going to fight Romania soon, and uh, I wanna I wanna. I think the, the, there's a big, big market, open market for Muay Thai in Romania as soon as people see the real Muay Thai and, and understand it. So I'm preparing in Thailand for that as, as, as much as I can to be able to bring the most authentic version of Muay Thai that I can to Romania. So after the, the first eight years of kickboxing in Romania, I've moved to England uh, where I've trained for seven years in the Nordi, Nordi Academy with Christian Nose. And then two years ago, I moved to Thailand, nearly two years ago. I think it was a year, and nine months ago.
0: So, what else were you doing in England apart from training and fighting?
1: Well, the reason I actually I went to England, everyone knows Giorgio Petrosian. Uh, my wife actually, she spoke to uh, his coach at the time, Alfio Romanud, about training me in Italy. And he said, yes, okay, but at first he's going to need some money to support himself until we can get to fighting at a higher level. So, I, I said, right, I'm just going to go to England. Work and make money quicker than I would in Romania, and then I'm gonna to move to to Italy. But once I got to England, I got to the North Academy, and I found all the professionalism and all the skill set that I ever wanted, really. And I just decided to stay there, got a job, and started training on the side and trying to be trying try to balance them for seven years.
0: Yeah, that's nice because in England the Muay Thai scene is really good.
1: It is indeed.
0: Yeah, so you were, you studied your Muay Thai. Cr- Career in England, then
1: that's where I started, yes.
0: Mm, so, how many fires did you make? Wake up there
1: in England, I don't know, about 50 ish, 60. Well,
0: that's a lot,
1: it, it is. I think in yeah. the West,
0: yeah, definitely. For,
1: for a Western world, it is quite, quite, quite a lot. Uh, I've got a feeling that there could have been a lot more, but everything you do is one step at a time, you live and learn, and whatever you plan when you don't know something, you end up doing it, and then it it turns out to be completely different, so you just adapt to what it is.
0: That's the fight life, though.
1: Yeah, I've had to adapt to a lot of things.
0: And you fought around Europe as well?
1: I fought in Europe, all over Europe. Uh, I fought all over Asia, and now I'm going to fight in America very soon, yes.
0: Oh, that's really cool. So you never managed to get to Italy? You just went from England straight to Thailand?
1: No, no, I did get to Italy because my wife has family in Italy. Oh, okay. (laughs)
0: Well, not for vacation.
1: Not Yeah, just for vacation. I've had, I think a few three four fights I can't remember I've had a few fights in Italy oh, okay. and I fought a few Italians uh, in England as well but I, I did go to Italy but never for long term never for mm-hmm. more than a week
0: mm, how, and how's the scene in Italy it's more kickboxing based
1: so. it, it is uh, quite similar to the Romanian version but a little bit more advanced like it's still a, an adaptation of Thai boxing it's not as, as advanced as you'd find in in England or France or Australia uh, not talking about Thailand which is in a league of its own uh, but it's, it's it's getting there, but it's still a little bit behind on, on Muay Thai. Hmm. Kickboxing though, is very good.
0: Interesting. And then when you came to Thailand, you went to Benjamin Gym straight away or?
1: Yes, we went to Myanmar at first, my trainer oh. and I. And uh, we went to Myanmar, which Christian knows is my, my trainer in England. We had a Leslie fight book there with uh, you know, no gloves and headbutts and all that. Yeah. And then from Myanmar he went back to London and I, I came straight to Benjamin.
0: You did the the left way rules, like full left way rules, headbutts, uh, and the knockout system.
1: No, the knockout system was uh, they they've taken that out, and the round system they added a three round system or five okay. uh, no five so round. Was, it was that WLF? Yes, it was WLF. They've added okay. that to be a little bit more more uh, in synchronization with the Western world style so of fighting. So that you don't
0: die. <laughs>
1: no, I don't think dying is an issue. But,
0: but just, I mean, uh, the traditional left way rules where they do the kick. Where when you knock out and they give you like a five-minute break and then you're able to go fight again and get knocked out again. and Yeah, yes, they, they, they,
1: they didn't do that, no.
0: Yeah, well, that's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> so then you went to um, Benjamin Gym. That was in Bangkok at the time.
1: At the time, it was in Bangkok, yes. And it was amazing. And it was beautiful. I loved it. I was in so much pain every day. I was, I was hearing the alarm clock to get out of bed and I was thinking of one reason not to go to training, like, oh, everything, maybe I'm injured, maybe my head hurts, maybe I'll just fall down the stairs and pretend I can't train, but no. <laughs> I've done it every day, twice a day, eight hours a day, day in, day out. Sometimes seven hours a day, that was a part-time day, I was so happy.
0: Wow, it's fantastic, training yeah. with How, like, what, what was that experience like? Like, how was training anyway? Like, describe maybe a day in the life training at Benchamag Gym.
1: So I started at six o'clock. Well, at first, I went there after the Letway fight. I was injured and battered and broken. I got there, so I fought Saturday evening and Sunday morning. I was in the gym, but I, I just went to like have a look. You know, I booked myself in, check, check, check myself in, uh, took the bags and everything, and I just went and sat in the ring to have a look at training. And Bukowski's trainer at the time, uh, crew Don with, with the ponytail oh, and yeah. long hair, yeah. He's like, you're training Muay Thai? And I thought he was asking me <laughs> if I train Muay Thai in general. I said, yeah, I train. Okay, come. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> really? Like, <laughs> yeah, my shins were broken. My my nose is literally broken. My, my left elbow, I, I couldn't... I, it was overstretched. It was pop. It was... Oh, my God, I was so injured. But he said, let's go. Let's go then. <laughs> wow. Hit pads as hard as I could.
0: Straight after the left-way fight. Straight
1: after the like, left Morning after the left-way fight. <laughs> straight away. And then I'm thinking... Oh, dear. Yeah, I hope that was all right. And the day after, was, they had a rest, on, a rest day on Monday. And uh, I'm thinking, I didn't know the area. I didn't know anything. What am I going to do on Monday? So I just, I heard pads. And I go there, well, who's training? Uh, Pettinong was training. Oh. Yes, Pentanong was the first person I, I spoke to in, in and the first one to, to help me. So I went to watch Pettinong train. And I just sat on the ring again at the exact same spot. And... Uh, Petsanong finishes, uh, once he's done hitting pads, like, oh, you come sparring. <laughs> There's something wrong with this spot. <laughs> I don't wanna... But started sparring with Petanong. It was the best sparring I've had. He was very happy with it. Oh, I was very happy yeah. with it. We started talking. We got to be very, very good friends. Then the next day, Buokal came in. The next day, Superbon came in. Oh, that's so cool. And it was just amazing. I had a, a roster of nine different, nine different world champions and matchmakers wow. to, to train with. And uh, another another roster of uh, junior fighters, Junior as in 18, 17, 18, yeah. but not 30 years old like me. I'm old. <laughs> and it was, it was just great. It was a fantastic experience. I was at my best and I felt invincible. I didn't care how injured I was, who I was fighting, who you were. I mean, I'm, I'm going to beat you. That's, I'm here to beat you. And I won, I think, uh, seven international fights, including a world title belt, within the first three months. In the first six wow. months, I was, I was at 11 fights. I had one loss because I, I, I split my, my right chin and I, I, I fought a Southpaw. He was very good. It was, if, if he would have gone five rounds, I would, have, I would have stopped him. But in three rounds, he just, just edged me.
0: Mm-hmm. I know at that time, a lot of the fighters were fighting kickboxing in China as well. Were you?
1: Yes. Oh, I, wow. I was doing that. I was doing that. So I split my shin on, um, I think it was the 20 something of what's before March? February. And then on the 4th of March, I was in, was it 4th of March or something similar? Mm-hmm. I was six days after that. I, I, was, I was in China fighting on WLF and smashing a guy with a left kick. Oh my As God. I said, with that level, the, the quality of training I've had there and the sheer volume of training, I didn't care who I was How fighting How was the going. fight? Oh, I just, I just destroyed a guy with left, oh, left kicks nice. and left knees. Yeah, that, that's all I've done is just left kick and left knee. Because wow. my right leg was was <laughs> broken, oh my I was doing God. my medicals in trousers so the doc- doctors wouldn't see the, the shin. And then and then uh, during during the fight, I had to pull the anklet as high as I can. Luckily enough, they have a quite tall anklet, and it went just on the edge of the of the cut. I think
0: during the fight, they couldn't they wouldn't be able to stop stop the fight anyway due to that. You no, know, it's already too late once you're in the ring, unless it's like absolutely it's pouring. Bleed, yeah,
1: it's, when it's, it was. Yeah, when oh. so no, because it was uh, it was it was just glued. But if I would have kicked, and I would have gotten checked. Are you glued that. it. Uh, I I glued it. You
0: didn't stitch it?
1: No, no stitches? Oh. No, cuz if I would put stitches I I couldn't find anymore. So just just glued <laughs> it. But before the years before when it happened yeah, I had to have stitches in it oh, and okay. it was terrible. Yeah, like, twice uh the fight. I think twice the fight got stopped and twice I managed to go the distance. Mm. But the two times it got stopped it was just pouring blood and it was slipping everywhere I just couldn't couldn't.
0: Yeah. So then Later after that, were you a sponsored fighter at Benjamek? How how, what was that situation?
1: Yeah, so I went there with, I think I've had $1,500. No, I had a little bit more than that. I can't remember exactly what they paid me. In, uh, but I I just managed to pay off all my debts and, and secure all the loose ends I've had in England. Mm-hmm. And with the little money that I had left... Uh, my wife Arina, she had to stay in England because we couldn't, we didn't have enough stability to for both of us to come to, to Thailand. So I just went to Bancha Make, paid one for month, and I say to them, "Look, I want to fight." And they look at me like, "Yeah, and so all the time they get and they're saying that." Yeah, they, I'm they they sure they get so fight. many. I say, well, I'm serious. I want to fight. I want to fight, and every day I'm like, "One, I see Bo will you give me fight." I see Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yim, the manager, yeah, you give me fight. Uh, Mr. Duang, the agent, you get me fired. Everyone, you get me fired. <laughs> At one point, I said, okay, okay, just get this guy a fight. So he, <laughs> so he, he shows up. Just get
0: him out of here. Yeah,
1: but I, I went there. I found the hardest training guy that I could. At the time, it was Sang Nang Ban Chamek, uh, This 18 year old kid that you couldn't touch, inspiring He was so good. And I'm thinking, I'm going to do everything you do and then some.
0: Wow. Where is he now?
1: Oh, I can't remember. Maybe Rinmoy Thai. Oh, okay. Because he changed him like like three times since. Mm. So at first I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with him. But then within within a couple of weeks, I started doing everything he'd done and more. And they respected that in, in Banchamick. They they really appreciated the fact that I was working hard and, Yeah,
0: they need to see your work ethic for sure. Y-
1: yes. And uh, the fact that I wasn't getting I wasn't scared of fighting, like I could take a beating, I, I still can. It's not a good thing, don't take beatings, but <laughs> if I have to, I can. And then they gave me a fight in Lumpini and I'm thinking, this is my only chance. If I don't score this fight properly, mm-hmm. I haven't even got enough money to book myself a ticket back. <laughs> it, was, it was do or die and we managed to, to do it. Yeah, that was a great experience as well, fighting in Lupini. So what's your tips
0: for anyone who wants to get a sponsorship at Benchimac or any other Muay Thai gym?
1: Uh, whatever Muay Thai gym you're at, anywhere in life, not just Muay Thai, anything you do, just do it to the best of your ability, do it as hard as you can. If you haven't got uh, a mark, if you haven't got anything to compare to, find the guy that's already the best at it, see everything he does, and then do more.
0: That's great advice, Easy. yeah. So, then after that, Bank um, Benjamin in Bangkok moved to Chiang Mai,
1: yeah. So, a lot of
0: things changed during that time, changed. yeah. Like, I know, like, so, like, as you said, the younger generation of fighters who are around 18 to 20 years old. They just scattered all around Bangkok to different Muay Thai gyms. Some of them stopped fighting, then got back into fighting, and so many things. But you, you went with them to Chiang Mai.
1: Yeah, I tried to stay loyal to Bokeo for as long as possible because he's such a great person. All the whole team and everybody there, I just felt like I was home. You know, it was like like a family. Like this is where I belong. But somewhere. Somewhere along the line, our purposes diverged, and they focused on their business side of things, and, and and I needed something different from my fighting side of things. Right. And after about a year in, uh, yeah, it was about a year and a bit, I think, in 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 Burka village, uh, we decided to part ways. Sadly, this happened four months ago, and so in to- four or five months ago, in total, I was with uh, Boko for about a year and a half. Oh no. wow, That's a
0: long time. Yes, a
1: year and a half. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, how? But what was it like in the Chiang Mai, in Bokal village? What it's was it like there?
1: Beautiful. beautiful. Uh, it's probably the most beautiful place I've seen in Thailand. Now, I haven't been to the islands and all that touristy stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know. All I've done is fight. But it was amazing. So the the village is situated at the base of two mountains. And imagine waking up at 5 or 6 in the morning. You sit on your porch in a nice little bungalow. And then uh, you watch the mist set on top of the mountains. You still see the, the, the tips. Aww. And the forest and you hear the river next to you and my, my black cat meowing. Oh
0: <laughs> <Aww, laughs> you adopted just, a cat. I there even as well. had a cat.
1: <laughs> I even had a cat. It's amazing. It's just far enough out of Chiang Mai, so you don't so you can't go every day. So there's no distractions. But it's close enough to go when you need to.
0: Right.
1: And I really appreciated that and I loved it. I love the seclusion. Uh He's built the man's built a village, like, yeah. come on. Right? The mouth well, the man's I mean, Cow,
0: he's a country boy, so and he will always be a country boy, no matter yes. if he's driving a Lamborghini or whatever, he'll still be a country boy. Because I've, I've actually been to his place in Surin, I in Isan, that, yes. and it's literally just a farm, like, there's nothing there, it's like
1: 10 houses, but isn't he it? loves it, he loves it. And it is, it's too hot though, I, I didn't like it's, it's too hot. Yeah, no,
0: no aircon. con? <laughs> uh,
1: in, in general, I think it's the hottest place in Thailand, isn't oh. it? It felt like I was boiling, I was cooking, not even boiling. But uh, being there, I, I just went there to fight once. I have watched oh. your documentary or your interviews. It was with, crazy. With, yes, <laughs> interviews. He's a, he loves his animals, he loves his, uh, his rice, he mm-hmm. loves all of that country life. That's commendable, respectable, and commendable at the same time.
0: Yeah, he's staying true to himself because I even know, like, it's a hassle for him. You know, he can't go anywhere. This, you know, now he's such a celebrity that, yeah, when he's at home, he's at home, and that's how he prefers to be. Yeah, yeah.
1: Every time we went out, like, I I thought it was just like in Bangkok because he's got the gym in Bangkok, but no, everywhere in the country. We yeah. went to Chiang Mai, went to Konken uh, I don't want to talk about Isan as <laughs> too much. But everywhere you go, there's like literally as soon as someone sees him, people swarm around mm-hmm. him. But the most amazing part in Isan was in uh, Surin. We went to Ban Nong, which is the, his home place. But then all the other villages around, the most amazing place is that they don't just go to take photos for Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. the youngsters do that because of all the social media. But the, 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 all the elder people and everyone just goes to talk to him and, and touch him Aww. and see him and I'm like wow you know just out of sheer respect and love for him I've never seen that we don't have anyone that loved in my country
0: well I mean like he invested so much in Surin as well like I think he like bought um, or like paid for temples to be built and there schools and schools and, yeah. yeah yeah he really helped that community <clears throat> so no wonder people love him not not just for being famous but for what he's done what he's given back to that community Oh, that's really nice. And now he's not really fighting so much. Sorry? He's not really fighting so much anymore.
1: I no, think. he is. Uh, this year he isn't because of some business thing they got going on, which mm. uh, I'm not allowed to, or I don't know much about. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but okay. He's fighting. Last year he was fighting. I think he had like 10 fights last year, which is not bad for okay. a man that's 37 years old. Yeah. Considering yeah. ten fights a year for a Muay Thai fighter, you know, for a man that's thirty-seven years old, I think it's spectacular. It's more than youngsters fight when they're my age. I'm that's thirty. True. When, when they're like someone else's age, that's younger. I and mean, also, me. you know,
0: when you run out of opponents, pretty much, then I don't better. think
1: I don't think he can ever run out of opponents because when you get to that high of a level, everyone's just gonna. Not everyone, but me personally, if I weren't, wouldn't have been training with Bokao. I always dreamt of fighting Bokao. Mm. I don't care if I lose or if I beat him or if I knock him or if whatever. I just want to share the ring, you know. Like, you get a phone call, Do you want to fight Burkao? I, if, even if I'm in hospital, i yeah, no, <laughs> let me just take my IVs off. And it I'm, would
0: be like an experience of a lifetime. Exactly. Sure. I
1: don't ever think he's going to run out of opponents. Mm.
0: Okay, that's true. Anyway, back to you. So, like, um, what have been your biggest fights in your career so far?
1: Well, I fought the number one British fighter, Charlie Peters. I fought him twice. Uh, I fought a few very good sides. I fought, you know, Seedman? I fought him in all-star fight. South Pole, very annoying for me because I was injured. Oh. <laughs> very annoying. Um, I fought the, the, the big Chinese guys in WLF. Uh, Yang Zhu, the main superstar, and Dong Wenfei. I fought, I can't remember. I fought PTT I fought at Rung Rang oh, in, wow. in, in Thai fight. Yes, yes. Damn. I was the closest one to beating him, but I didn't know how to clinch back. But then. no knockout. No knockout. Well, I, I nice. was, I usually, I
0: was... usually PTT he knocks his opponents out. So no, yeah, nice. I've
1: seen. I was, I yeah. was, I was.
0: I did hear surprised. that, like the Thai fight fighters, they all have their own little side bets on who can knock out their opponent the fastest.
1: Well. You lost on me then, <laughs> but no, because he still won the fight. It was even if it was just just edged it. It's on YouTube. It was a complete war, You guys go and watch it. I'm That's just awesome. angry that I didn't know how to clinch properly back then. Because I'm sure if I fight him now, I'm sure I'll beat him.
0: Was that Muay Thai rules or catch? Yes,
1: it was Thai fight three rounds.
0: But Um, katsuk, um No, it wasn't. It was it was just
1: normal Muay Thai. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they allow catch in, in in
0: England. Oh, it was in England. Yeah. So oh yeah, London. probably not. <laughs> I can't imagine that going down very well. Uh, and then you're gonna go fight on Lion Fight.
1: Yes, I fought in Italy on Lion Fight a couple of months ago. I really wanted to fight the on the one in Sweden for you guys watching Muay Thai. Lion Fight goes to Sweden on the 31st of August, and uh, that, that's an event not to be missed. Uh, Magnus Anderson is main event. You uh, you oh, might nice. know him as uh, the Crazy Viking on Instagram. Great fighter. I really wanted to fight him on that show, but I think they got someone else. Oh. Uh, and then afterwards, yeah, whenever they they got a date for me, I'm gonna go to find find America online fight. That's cool.
0: That's really good. So what's your current record and any titles?
1: Yes, I've got uh what two, three days ago. When did I fight in England? Saturday, how many days? Three days ago. Last week. Yeah, that was three days ago. That was my one hundred and tenth fight. Wow. Uh in in England. (laughs) I've got I've got seventy-one wins. 34 losses and five draw. No, 35 losses with that one because I lost on points and wow. uh, four draws. It's not the best record, it's not the worst either. It's a
0: pretty good record. It's
1: a good record. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud of it. I plan, I plan to make it a lot better than that.
0: Yeah. And any current titles?
1: So I started winning titles when I went to England. My first local title was like uh, an ISKA southern area. Oh, I can't nice. remember, it was too long ago. Then I won a K1 English title. Then I started winning Muay Thai English titles. Got a bunch of those. And then we moved to the big scene. I won Raw Combat League World title, mm-hmm. which I defended twice. That was my 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 best one yet. I've won um, a world title in Italy, IMTK, I believe that was WRSA World Ring Sports Association. I think that that federation has dissolved since. I won the WMC which is quite a big federation. I won WMC uh, Intercontinental title in Hong Kong. That was last year. And I think those are the only ones that matter. So
0: quite a few then. <laughs> yeah,
1: quite a few. Those
0: nice. Um, what's your mentality behind training and fighting? Are you like spiritual, religious? Or do you visualize? Do you meditate?
1: I do a little bit of meditation. I do a lot of visualization. visualization. I believe having a clear image of why you want to be uh, in life and what you be, want to be like in a fight and how you want each single motion to look like is very, very important. I believe when you use your, your mind, you put your mind to it, and then you put the, the physical work rate on top of it, the progress doubles. You, it's going to be so much faster. And so you're going to be so much more efficient. So um, I mostly believe in the physical side, like do what must be done. People say, it doesn't matter as long as you do your best. I Agree with that up to one point. But then on the other side, your best changes from day to day. Whereas what must be done is constant. So ignore what what you can do because what you can do today is different from from what you can do tomorrow or yesterday. Ignore that and just do what you have to do. Forget how you feel. Forget how tired you are. Forget how sick of it you are. Just do what must be done. And then when it's done, then you can switch on your feelings again. Just do what must be done.
0: Eyes on the prize.
1: Eyes on the prize. That's my…
0: Are you religious? No. Spiritual? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's definitely true. I think um, I used to visualize a lot when I was fighting. and Even like, you know, when you're half asleep and then you wake yourself up trying to like punch the air. I hate those moments. Yeah, you do that, right? I
1: hate those moments.
0: (laughs) And how about nutrition? Are you on on point with nutrition?
1: I'm sponsored by a fighter's friend from, uh, they're actually from Thailand. They have, uh, they do tinctures, Plant and root extracts. They're amazing. And then I'm sponsored by USANA as well, which is vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and all that. They're from America. They're the only, I'm not sure if they're the only, but I'm I'm sure they were the first platinum-rated supplement company by the Food and Drug Administration from from America. They're spectacular. They're expensive, but they're worth it. So I'm sponsored by by them. And then uh, other than that, I've done a lot of research. I've invested a lot of time and money into figuring out how, uh, my body works. Mm-hmm. A lot of trial and error, and a lot. I've invested a lot in, in seminars and nutrition, and, and to just just to learn to be more effective. And no, I,
0: I think it's really important because you have to take care of your body inside out. You know, you need to understand your body as well because your body is different to somebody else's body. You know, of course. So it, no, it's definitely good to learn as much as you can.
1: But it all boils down to the same thing. People think. Uh, people ask me a lot on 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 social media, especially say, "Can you?" Uh, write, write me a diet. Just, look, I can't just write you a diet. <laughs> you have to like you have to try things, and then the, the it all boils down to be healthier and stop giving in to, to uh, fizzy drinks and your urges. You know, I do have a fizzy drink every now and again, so I can't tell people to be saint, saints when I'm not. But I, to stay off the the oils, the fried, the chips, and and all that, and just be healthy. Eat. Rice and chicken, and I'm not going to tell anyone to be vegetarian or vegan. No. <laughs> I'm good. not. No, don't, everything else, don't eat at certain times. Eat at certain times. Eat carbs, protein, fiber in the morning. Then cut out the carbs in the afternoon. They cut, up the, 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 cut out the, the protein in, in, in the evening. Those are just for, like, diet. Yeah. But as soon as you get a habit of, of being good with your food and working out and training, you won't really need a super specific diet. Mm-hmm. You just need to, to keep doing it. And it won't work in one day. People expect, I'm going to do a set of abs and I'll have a six pack. No, it's, that doesn't work like that. So if you give up fizzy drinks, you'll feel the difference after about a month. Yeah, If you start training, you'll feel the difference. You will feel the difference after another month. If you do it properly, people around you will feel the training after <laughs> more than that. And if you want to cut weight and everything, you have to keep with the same uh, habits, the same healthy habits. For years at a time. It's not yeah. something like I, I'm going to achieve my, my uh, uh, weight or my, whatever purpose for me, my, my supreme fitness level. And then I'm going to stop and keep. This will just go away. Yeah. You have to keep that, that a habit for as long as you can.
0: I felt like when I was training hard, I felt like my body just craved healthy food. It was just craving good nutrition. So it was like hand in hand.
1: That is that, the habit that you formed. Because after a while, you, just, you just, uh, I wanted to have, uh, we used to have, what are those things we had? What's it? used to have <laughs> what's it in, do you remember what's it in, yeah what's it was like the yeah. little, little. The little Con orange chips. thing. Yeah, cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> cheesy. So we, That's what you crave. Oh, we used to love whats it, And then I walked past the whats it. Uh, I'm having this. And then I started having mm. it. Oh, I just want to spit it out and vomit. Yeah,
0: they're pretty terrible. Yeah, but, <laughs> but
1: because you have it and it's like so chemical and you're so used to chemicals, it's delicious. But once your body stops being used to that, it's like, oh, what, how how could I have ever have had that? That's so you know? <laughs> But then I'm
0: sure like after the fight, you want to treat yourself with like... Ice cream or a burger or I something. I treat myself to
1: ice cream and burgers. All <laughs> Every, the time. Everything all at once. <laughs> all the time. And then I cry <laughs> next day when I run. And I oh, should never have had that burger.
0: <laughs> okay. So I see that you're traveling around with your wife now. Uh, how does she find it? I mean, you, you're taking her all around Thailand and. Living your Muay Thai life.
1: Uh, just before this subject, let me make something clear. I'm not taking my wife anywhere. <laughs> She's coming with me. She's her own woman. She's coming with me because she chooses to, yeah? Yes. So when I go fight somewhere, she says, give me your ticket. And she looks at and buys her own ticket. And then we, Aww. you know, we go together. But I'm not like, come on, woman, let's go. Oh, yeah, let's well, <laughs> Okay. No, I'm, 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 I'm not doing any of that. She loves traveling. I love travel. We both love traveling. It's the thing we have in common. We're always happy when we travel together. Aww. Business always comes first. So if I have to go and fight and I have to be alone for, some, for a reason or another, she understands. She gives me my, my space. I will be alone. We mm-hmm. meet after the fight. Like now, we went to England. We both went together for three weeks. I stayed in the gym. There's a room in the gym. I stayed in that room. She's like, come with me. I have a room... Just not far. No, I have to be in the gym wow. for this because I want to focus on what I'm doing. I have to be in the gym, and sorry. And uh, we have our priorities in order. We have our priority set, and then we have our, our joys together as well. That's really nice. To, it's yes. really nice
0: that she supports you and respects what you do, and you respect what she does. And yeah, they can work. They can work it out together because it would be difficult for a lot of other people, I think, in this situation. But it's nice. And th- so, how long have you guys been married?
1: We're not. <laughs> what? You called no, your
0: wife like a second ago.
1: Yeah, because we've <laughs> been together since we were children. Like, we're not married.
0: Oh, that's super cute. But you said like earlier, she was still in England when you were here in Thailand. So then yes. um, just to talk me through that situation.
1: I started in Romania at first when uh, I was meant to move to Italy and I went to England actually and stayed there. So I stayed in England. That was the first long distance thing we've had. Mm. That lasted about nine months, but it was, it was on and off. So maybe three months at a time with, with a two-week break. And it was very, very hard. Uh, at, our, at those times, we had a lot of energy. When you're young, you have a lot of energy. But your, your purpose might not be as clear. Even though you know, I want to be the best. In the world, it might not be specific. Whereas when um, I went to Thailand, so we went to England seven years. Then I came to Thailand one year. I was here by myself. Exactly one year. Wow. I was here by myself and she was there. But it was a lot easier to keep our relationship going. It's, it's not easy, but it was easier mm-hmm. because of uh, the clarity of our purposes. We knew what we had to do and we knew that this is what had to be done. And then in the end, it was, it was quite emotional and intense, but we managed, we pulled through. To everyone who's trying this, long-distance relationships do not work, okay? Okay. So get together, find a way to do whatever you're doing together. <laughs> find a way to enjoy wherever you are together. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Don't kid yourself with the stuff you see in the movies. You're going to have to compromise, and compromise is the enemy of progress. That's wisdom, wisdom from the wolf. Yeah, just
0: <laughs> have, you, have you met any difficulties living in Thailand? Any cultural clashes?
1: only at first, but it's not cultural clashes, it's bureaucracy clashes. Mm. And nobody's going to teach you in school how to get a visa for Thailand. You, you, <laughs> you know, like... What you learn in school, maths and chemistry and all that, which are great, but then... Get a visa for Thailand. Yeah, the, so I'm like, how do I get to Thailand? My country's in the European Union, so yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, it's easy. Same as the English, because my, all my English friends that were going to Thailand, they were telling me, you go to the airport, you get a stamp for a month, easy, and then you get in and then you get out. And, and so and I'm thinking, I'm going to fight internationally every month, so I'm sorted, basically. It's set for me. And... Uh, I get there, and it's not like that. Of course, I researched it online first, but in three different places, you find three different sources with three different explanations. I'm like, what do I believe? what? What? How do I? I think drive the, the visa
0: situation in Thailand is always changing.
1: Always changing yeah. as well. At at the time I came, there was a little bit of a language barrier as well. Mm. It it has got gotten a lot better, but when it has to be very specific and very uh, proper, there was a bit of a language barrier, like like a missing connection word like a simple ah uh, or the, <laughs> it can make a big difference sometimes. And uh, I ended up, so I got my, my visa from, from England, and then I came to, to Thailand, first one month and a half was great. Then I had my international fight in Hong Kong. I didn't know I had to get a re-entry permit. Oh, shit. Uh, yes. So I went, I came back with <laughs> the with with champion belt. I'm like, yes, I'm so happy, I'm ecstatic. Five minutes later, I'm crying in the airport because they wouldn't let me back in the country. No. Well, my coach is, 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 is across with my bag that has my passport and my money and my car. <laughs> oh, my God. What and, did um, you do? And, uh, I woke up the, the woman. Find me a way to get me back in the country. She woke up the boss, our former boss, her actual boss from, from England. Find me a way to get me back in the country. So uh, I think, what happened then? Did you wire me some money? Yeah, in the end, she found a way, she wired me some money, and luckily I knew all my bank details, so I knew all the numbers I didn't need. Whoa! To, uh, yeah, I'm very good with numbers I know passports. That's different as,
0: from Muay Thai fighter. <laughs>
1: as soon as I see, so, or, or like a, a password, it takes me like literally three seconds to memorize numbers. If there are letters involved, it's going to be a lot harder, but with numbers, I can just remember Whoa. things. And uh, I managed to, to, to buy myself a, a ticket out of the country because... You only get visa, on, as a Romanian, you only get visa on, on arrival if you have a ticket out and it's only two weeks. It's not it's not a, a, a one month, stamp. Two weeks. Yeah, so two yeah. weeks. And then you have to go get an extension. An extension is meant to be one month, but as a Romanian, you get one week. And I, <laughs> I didn't know that either. So then the next day, you're <laughs> stuck in immigration. Like, what am I doing here? What is going on with my life? People running around you like a swarm of, of bees. Everyone's going everywhere, nobody knows what, nobody knows, has any idea what they're doing. And I'm just there like, yes, what now? And then you realize, oh, I have to go learn a new experience and I have to learn a a new paperwork and I have to learn a new habit and a new custom. And so about the cultural clashes, this is, at one point it was absolute ecstasy, like winning my final opinion, there was absolute agony because I didn't know how to react to that and things happened. Another Ecstasy, I won my belt in uh, Hong Kong. Agony, I couldn't get back in the country. <laughs> and, then, <clears throat> and, and so forth. So you adapt to, to everything. But cultural, as in um, a personal and people's point of view, I haven't had any single... I never pretend to bring my traditions to another country because I'm a guest in your country. I won't come here right. and force my Christmas upon you. Yeah. Or... Like, in England, you're not allowed to say Merry Christmas because some other religion... Yes, no you, way. You have to say Happy Holidays because other religions get offended. Like,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Understand, <laughs> human, that you are a guest. If you come into my house and I ask you to take your shoes off and you don't, I'll kick you out of my house.
0: <laughs> no, fair. But, That's fair.
1: That's yeah. Fair, so, yeah. when cultural clashes happen, it's because people do not know their place. Right. And they have the audacity to make demands. Like, you are not here for that. You are here as a guest. I am here and I appreciate the chance that I have here to learn Muay Thai. And I love the, the friendliness of the people. And I love the, the, the fact that he can't afford food for himself. But if he can see that I'm hungry, he gives me half of his. Mm. I've never seen that anywhere else. So there's no cultural clashes for me from that point of view. But I know of many of the ones you're thinking of.
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah, when you're saying about the food, Thailand is a very sharing culture. They do sh- share food. So be prepared. When you go out for a meal, you, you tend to share, share food.
1: Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Just quickly re- regarding that, I, I never shared food. I would stab you with a fork. If, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I've been taught. It's, I eat off the floor sometimes because I've been taught not to waste food in in, in my country. Right. Uh, especially when we were going training, like uh, what do you call it, the training stage up in the mountains, and we had like two eggs left, and there was six of us, and one of them just shoved the egg in, in his mouth, and all of all of us were slapping him on the back of the head. So we <laughs> spit it
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Yeah, those are the kinds of experiences that we, we've been used to. And then we went together, and you have that that center barbecue thing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I had no idea how to react. And then with, bu- the,
0: with the soup on the round. Yeah, the with, edge, with right? the soup Bougat and then, a th- and
1: then yeah. with the with the with the chopsticks. I yeah. had no idea how to eat with the chopsticks. I was looking at Buk, I was with a tear in my eye. Like, <laughs> I'm really hungry, but I don't know what to do now. And, and Buk, I was just cooking for me. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: bless!
1: Like, bless him. How cute was that?
0: <laughs> that was so nice. <laughs> Oh, um, so, so now you've kind of figured out the visa situation, though,
1: right? It's, it's work, as you said, it's const- constantly changing. Mm. So I'm still on a tourist visa for two years. Do not follow my example. I am not a good example, okay? I'm going to get an education visa now because I thought I was going to get a work permit with Banjamek. But then oh. it, it just happened that we separated. Uh, then I, I became financially unstable again and then we didn't know where we were going to settle. Mm-hmm. so I couldn't get an education visa in Chiang Mai when I was about to move to Hua Hin by the way from Chiang Mai to Hua Hin guess how I traveled
0: not by a bike yes by a
1: bike <laughs> oh, no. by a 125 scooter so I I, I, I I bought it I bought it uh, Buakaw Village is an hour north of Chiang Mai so from Buakaw Village down to Hua Hin no, you're down, crazy a little bit down to down to to Bangkok uh, I've done what is it? Six hundred miles, about eight hundred kilometers, five hundred miles. Yeah, about eight hundred kilometers I've done. So it's sixty something, then plus five or yeah, about five five hundred kilometers I've done that in one day on Songkran day. I I completely forgot it oh, was Songkran no. day. So <laughs> we uh,
0: Songkran is Thai New Year, by the way, the water festival with so people splash, it with splash, <laughs> splash water on you, no matter what you're wearing, no matter what situation you're in, they're going to splash water
1: on you. It is forever. It is amazing fun. You have to be out on Songkran day and just get splashed because it's so hot and it's so refreshing. So Adina went <laughs> uh, went on a flight from Chiang Mai with most of the bags and then I loaded the, the, the little 125 scooter with as many bikes as I could and there you go. It was amazing through Chiang Mai and the cities because you're, you're so hot and people splash water like, come, 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 yeah, bring it, bring it. Cause Chiang Mai is go,
0: ah. a crazy place for Songkran actually. It's one of yeah. the most like Favorite places to go for Thai New Year. It is
1: buzzing. It yeah. is buzzing. It's amazing. But then uh, as soon as you get out of Chiang Mai, I had no idea how water felt on your skin at 100 kilometers an hour. <laughs> Hold. No, it's like hitting a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine jumping in the pool from like the fourth floor or something yeah because I thought yeah this is going to be so refreshing now the guy with the water like yeah yeah come 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 and I'm doing 100 <gasps> like <"Pff>, oh <laughs>
0: that so dangerous yeah that
1: was that was not pleasant and
0: your wife was with you at no the time. she was she was, oh, okay. uh, she was in, in the
1: airplane yeah Thank she God. had <laughs> she had landed in Ban- Bangkok and was it's messaging move. me <laughs> damn yeah don't do that either yeah. In, don't. don't even drive
0: a scooter during Songkran. like that's like the most accidents happen during that time it's April 13th to 15th and yeah it's a huge water festival all around the country and yeah it's quite dangerous
1: so if you're gonna do it and you crash no so if you're gonna do it and you don't crash it's beautiful and if you do it and you crash at least you've done something beautiful <laughs> and you
0: crash that's a nice way to put it I suppose <laughs> So, so right now you're just living off your fight earnings.
1: Uh, we earn money together at this time. So, uh, Adina, my wife, she can uh, my not wife, wife, she can work her job that happens in England. She can work it online from Thailand. Oh, she just perfect. has to adjust the, the schedule. And my fight purse, yes, that's what, what we're doing. But for a long time, it's just been my fight purse. Now that we have two incomes together, it's a lot more. Oh, that's more, perfect! Yeah, yeah, really it's nice. a lot easier.
0: Um. What are your biggest challenges that you faced on this journey so far and any regrets?
1: There are a few regrets here and there, but it's nothing that I could have, I, I can think of of saying, ah, oh, that was a bad decision, that crossroad, I should have turned right instead of left on my way of life. No, it's just things that you go and you don't know the way, and oh, I'm just going to go this way and then figure it out on the way. So things that happen, and there's absolutely no way that you could have known different and you've done it and then afterwards you're like okay next time this happens mm-hmm. i can i can do it differently
0: but that's normal um, on, the, on the muay thai journey on the fighting journey on any journey to be honest journey. yeah you're gonna you, meet you can't
1: have and... regrets because things have happened already everything that has happened good good or bad has led you to the point where you're going now if you have a clear vision and uh, and and a strong passion about where you're going Whatever happens is gonna lead you to the right place. If you haven't got that, whatever happens is gonna is gonna mess up your targeting system, your direction. You, you're not gonna have. You're just gonna go where the wind takes you. You
0: know. How about the most rewarding aspects of this lifestyle?
1: Of what lifestyle?
0: The Muay Thai training and living in Thailand and.
1: Oh yeah, I get to gym. I get to play video games in between sessions.
0: <laughs> well, what about your nap? Don't take a nap.
1: Of course I take a nap. What do you mean? <laughs> But then I, I, I crawl out of bed, I wash my face, and then I play can, a video I can game. play a little video game.
0: How about in your free time? What do you like to do?
1: That's my free time.
0: <laughs> like the, your day off? Sleep. Just sleep?
1: No, I like to do There's so many things. There's a list of things that I'm thinking on Saturday evenings. I'm going to do this, 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 this. And then you wake up suddenly and I like, go, oh, I can't move. And, uh, and your, your, your friends or whatever goes, yeah, let's go to the beach. I'm like,
0: yeah, because no. yeah, I was going to say, like, now you move to Hohen, you're like at the beach. No. So you don't go?
1: I go sometimes, but rarely because I'm just too tired because I train. I give and your wife? everything. I'm yeah. sure she wants to go. Uh, she trains a lot.
0: Oh, you both She's train. a very hard working ah. girl,
1: yes. She does the body pump, she does Muay Thai as well. Oh, cool. But she does a lot of physical stuff.
0: At the same gym? So not, right now you're at Sit Jao Po gym? Sit Jao Po, yes. Mm-hmm. How is it?
1: It's everything I've ever wanted. Oh. It's small. And because it's not as famous as other gyms. But those uh,
0: twins, they are famous.
1: They are, yes, they are fantastic. Uh, one of them lives in Sweden now. He's married oh. and has a family in Sweden, yes. And one of them runs the gym in um, in Hohen. In and their knowledge and skill level is amazing. And everybody you ask, everybody, many people that you ask that are fighters and come here as fighters, they're going to say, Siju is the best fighter's gym in Thailand. Because, wow. because of the way they train you, they invest so much passion into in sharing the knowledge that, that they hold. And whenever they go back to their countries, they perform mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is amazing. I love it. For me, it's everything I've wanted.
0: Oh, that's perfect. So then they're improving your technique as well. That's really nice because some gyms that you go to, they, they don't really, they don't really focus so much on the technique. They just want you to go and kick pads and spar, and they see that you're at a good level already, so they're not as, uh, they don't see that your technique is in, as important. Yeah, they
1: focus a lot of, on fitness, but not because they're like bad trainers or I anything. Mean, just because it's just they, they, they they think that's what you want, and they mm-hmm. think yeah, if if I train him hard, he's gonna get tired, and he's gonna be very happy by the fact that he got tired. Whereas sometimes, like, look, I'm, I'm, fitness is very important. If you're not fit in Muay Thai, goodbye. You, you, you're not going to win. But what was it? What were we talking about?
0: Technique, uh, it just, right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> right? Teaching right. technique, right?
1: Right. Uh, rather than I'm, just the fitness. I'm, I'm here as a fight, as an experienced fighter, so as a beginner fighter. Yeah, dude, you're going to learn by doing. So if he if makes you do a thousand kicks, don't hate that trainer because the more you do it, the better you get at it, and the more you do it, the more he can explain to you. I can't explain all uh, as a i teach a lot in england if i find a beginner if a beginner comes to me and asks me how to kick i tell him the first two three basic things like swing your hand get up on your toes and turn your leg if you start telling him more like push your hips through and all that it's going to be too, too, much. Too, too much information so the more he does it the more his body his body is going to learn it and the more you can teach him now when a trainer tells you to do a thousand kicks in thailand just do that thousand kicks when you get to 400, he's going to tell you something else. When you get to 650, he's going to tell you something else and so forth. But at the level I am now, I'm doing thousands of those kicks every day. And I want to learn specifics, specifics that are hard to access in, mm-hmm. uh, in other, other places. Because I've been, I've been thinking about... Sometimes in, uh, we were training in London and people came to Thailand and they came back not as good as they went because they went to like a tourist gym where oh. all they done was that, 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 that fitness thing. So I'm thinking... They know those trainers know as well, but the way you presented yourself uh, allowed them to train you in a certain way. Yeah. like I'm there. I'm as soon as I went, I said, "Look, I want to fight. I don't care what, how you're going to look at me or what you're going to think about me. This is it. I'm here to fight. I'm going to firstly prove myself to you that I've got a work ethic, so I'm not going to waste your time." Mm-hmm. Okay. But then after I've proven myself to you, I want access to all that information. And all this happens mentally and also physically as well. But you don't talk about it. Sorry. Because a lot of people talk about fighting. I want to fight. I want to be the best in the world. But then once they see how hard it is, they're sort of change my mind.
0: Because like when they come <clears throat> to Thailand, like like you said, they go to the tourist Muay Thai gym and they just have fun and they go to the beach and they go training and yeah, that's, that's what they think the life is. That's, like, not, that's
1: not the fighter's life. And when they say, oh man, you're living the dream. And I'm thinking, oh, if you only knew what the dream is, you, <laughs> you probably wouldn't like, you know. It's
0: not for everyone.
1: It's not for everyone. And the the knowledge is there. Even at a tourist gym, whatever gym you go, the knowledge is there. But the way you present yourself to that knowledge... Mm. Makes them uh, makes the trainers react, so they only react to you, and you form a bond within w- with that trainer. If you go there to have a vacation and some training, then that's what they're going to do. Whereas I'm here to have training, and then maybe some vacation, and then they're gonna they're gonna react differently to you.
0: Mm. Oh, it's nice. Um, and, and who are your training partners? Are uh, just one of the twins, and there is a, is there any other foreign fighters at the
1: gym? There is always a constant. Uh, supply of foreign fighters because the gym is not as famous as, as we said, uh, let's say, uh, Ban Chimek or Yokau or uh, the Phuket ones, all of them. there are only people there that have done their research and know about mm-hmm. Muay Thai. So even the ones that are not fighters, they still know how to spar properly. And you, 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 you always get a, a, a constant resupply of fighters. And then there are the, the standard ones. Uh, one of the twins, crew F, we call him Peto Sijopo. There's uh, Charles Johnson from America. Probably the hardest clincher, foreign clincher I've ever seen. Oh, nice. And uh, all the trainers that that fight on max, Jape, Lampet, Nten, and, and, and so on. Oh, that's
0: great. I think Sejapo C- C- Japo is uh, is pretty popular with Americans because they have a good Instagram presence. Yes. Yeah, yes. and that's really big in America. So yeah, for all the gyms, I would say get on Instagram, like do as much as you can on that. So any upcoming fights?
1: Yes, I've got. Uh, I'm 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 going to try and get two fights on on max. Up until September, at least one. Uh, That's not confirmed, no dates, no weight division, but it will happen. And then 27th of September, I've got, finally, I've got a fight in Romania. Finally, I've been trying.
0: Oh, nice. And is that Muay Thai?
1: No, it's going to be kickboxing, but I'm still using my Muay Thai technique. No elbows, but other than that, I'm still punching and kicking people in the face, which is awesome. I've been trying to fight in Romania for a long time. It finally happened now financially and everything is, is sorted, yes. I've got Singapore in December. And again, I'm, I'm trying to look for something in between. And Lionfighter are, are, are finding me one in America. I'm really hoping to get one before the end of the year and not after New Year's because I haven't had a Christmas with my family. In, and I can't remember how long and I really want to go home for Christmas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Will your family be coming to your fight in
1: I goddamn hope so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it the same city that you live?
1: No, no, it's no. quite far, but it's the same country. You can yeah. drive. Yeah. Uh My mom, bless her, and my my youngest brother, they came to London from my last one. Aww, I was so nice. Yeah. So,
0: so they're fully supportive of your fighting life.
1: They are now. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They weren't in the beginning.
0: That's usually how it is, though. They usually oh, like always, always. don't. They don't want to see their family member, your son or their brother or whatever, get hit. In
1: the so my youngest brother, he's a. How old is my brother? Yes, whatever she said. 16, 15, 17. He's <laughs> a very good swimmer. There's a 14-year difference. I'm going to turn 31. He's going to turn. Wow. Yes. a big difference. Yes, so that, that, that was right. Um, he's one of the best swimmers in the country. And then he came to England for a few days. I was just finishing off the fight camp, the way and everything. he started training with my trainer. Like, mom, I want to switch to, to fighting. Oh, no. Mom was mom, mom, <laughs> like, don't you dare. I'll, actually, I'll get, get back. Fuck back here. It's, <laughs> I will kill you. I can't handle two sons do, oh, no. do, doing that. That's so funny. Yeah, there's four of us. Uh I've I've chose this part. They all chose their own. The youngest one, he likes the sports life as well. The other two, they're computer programmers. Very good wow. at it as well.
0: Yes. That's very yeah. different though. Mm. Sports and then computer. That's good. Um. So, you got, that's your upcoming advice. And is there any, any things that you'd like to see be improved in the Muay Thai industry in Thailand?
1: What do you mean by proved? Improved. Improved.
0: Yes. I know Like sometimes it's I like, difficult.
1: I like us to get more money. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> that's very true.
1: In Thailand, Thailand has done a lot. Thailand has, I think Thailand has done most of what it could do for Muay Thai for now. Thailand has done workout. Buokao himself is the man that brought Muay Thai, or Muay Thai to a larger audience on the planet than all of the other fighters, including Sanchai, That's com- very true. combined. Yeah. So he's brought Muay Thai to a larger audience than anyone else and all of them combined. So what Thailand has done a lot for Muay Thai, but what we can do for Muay Thai as foreign fighters is improve our technique and our level and help our countries understand uh, clinching and, and the way that the Muay Thai works and not just the gambling side of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's true. Like when you said that like, foreigners go to Thailand and then their technique kind of get lost a little bit or they maybe their mindset that's, towards...
1: That, don't generalize it too far. I said some people some do that people. because that's what they want out of it. They're thinking, "I'm gonna go in Thailand and improve," but then you're at the beach all day. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna to go to yeah, I'm gonna go get a few fights and then yeah, but you're in the club drinking every night, so yeah. you're gonna get a, a fight in some bar. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not gonna improve you. If you wanna to commit to it, you have to commit to it. You have to be separate from all the distractions, all the clubbing, all the partying, all the video games in my case or whatever. You just have to be in the gym all day long and sleeping when you're not in the gym and that's, that's that. You have one day a week when you're thinking I'm going to do so many things and you won't because you're too tired and all you want to do is just tell everyone to leave you alone and sleep. That is the only way. There that's is true. no other way.
0: What motivates you and how do you stay motivated?
1: I just have a purpose that I've set and I'm, I'm a firm believer in Do what must be done. So a man, this is advice for everyone. And many of you will disagree with it because you're not able to do it. So man up and do it or don't. I don't care. A man is only as good as his word. So if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you're weak, you're, you're not a man, that's that's that. So if I, no matter how small the, the thing is, if you feel like, ah, oh, just don't feel like doing it now, and you find an excuse and you call the other person and you say, look, that's not going to work because whatever reason, you are not a man. So I believe in doing what I said that I would do. I said to myself that I would reach my purpose and I set a purpose that's very unrealistic. So even though I might not reach it, I'm still mm-hmm. going to get damn close to it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's,
0: well, that's my second question. Um, what's your goal?
1: Nah, before I retire, 300 fights. 300 fights. That means I have to fight 20 times a year for the next 10 years. And I'm already old. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and the, the, the other part of it, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> to myself. <laughs> no, it's but just know that, that if I get anywhere near that, that goal, I'm going to be one of the best fighters that has ever lived.
0: And how long do you see yourself staying in Thailand? Until you reach that goal? Oh, you think you can go out, out, outside of Thailand and, and complete, complete the goal somewhere else? I have
1: no idea how to answer that question. I am so happy with my life here at the moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just barely scratching the surface of my potential and the potential of the gym I'm in that I can't really think. I have a lot of plans after fighting as well. I have a lot of businesses planned afterwards, but I need to, to be grafting a lot more and I need to, to do a lot of, I need to accomplish a lot more than I've accomplished, even though I've accomplished a lot more than when I started, I have a lot a long way to go in fighting, and for now, this is all I want to focus on so i'm I'm not sure i I see myself in Thailand for a few years at least
0: That's nice, yeah, like you said you just changed changed your gym like four months ago and you're really enjoying it there, so yeah, you need to fill that gym a little bit more and like you said, represent it longer. So um, what's your advice for any aspiring fighters before coming to Thailand?
1: Figure out what you aspire to. That's the first step. Then once you figure out what you aspire to and want to be, just break it down, plan it, do what must be done, and all on the way, all the plan, every single bit of the plan that you made is going to fall apart and adapt to whatever it is in, in such a way to that, that you're going to achieve your, your your goals. Because you don't know, because nobody's going to, tell you nobody's going to teach you in school how to become a superstar or whatever um, if you want to learn how to make money look at the richest person in that you can you can meet not the not some like teacher that drives you know a Toyota Corolla he, he doesn't know, he hasn't got money he doesn't know how to, teach, how to teach you if your parents have done have already walked the road that you 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 want the, the path that you want to walk you can listen to them if they haven't they're going to give you advice because they're thinking in some way. But the way they're thinking is different than the, the path you're going to walk. So break it down and then adapt. And don't listen to advice other than it's, it's from, other than the one that, that comes from the people that have already done it. Example. When I was talking to Buakau, two English, two words a little bit of sign language, he relays the message. It's very expressive. Every conversation that I've had with him, I felt that he's already been through what I'm going. And I can, mm. you can feel the weight of what he's been through in his life carrying you on his shoulders. And just, it was amazing. It's a feeling like, wow, this, he's actually done what I want to do mm-hmm. and more. And every sentence that he utters to you, every word that, that he speaks feels into place, like it's falling into place. It's not thinking about something. He's already done it, he's so he's it. speaking from experience. That's what I'm talking about. Break down your plan adapt and learn from the people that speak from experience, like me.
0: That's so awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to say? <clears throat> no. No, you're good? All right, then. Thank you, Alex, for being on the show. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I thought about that. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, so go on, go on. I, I thought just, just about purpose. But no, thank you so much for having me. It's been yeah, great fun you. to Yeah, thank you. It was you. really
0: awesome. It's so interesting as well. Um, yeah, so thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, thank you all for listening to this episode. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the Jay Marisa podcast and Kapung
1: And follow Alex Buble One on Instagram and Alex Ulf and Buble on Facebook. Thank you very much.
0: We'll add that in.